I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Now, I must say we are 117 episodes deep into this podcast, and this episode is definitely one of my favorites. So this week we have AC Brown joining me and she is not only a human design coach, which you all know, I absolutely love all things human design and it has definitely been one of the major players in my personal transformation journey for sure and just like coming home to myself it really allowed me to settle in even deeper within myself and I just love human design it's like a big permission slip so if you're like tuning in right now for the first time or if you're hearing me say human design for the first time and you're very confused as to what human design actually is go back I have tons of human design episodes for you I actually think this might be like number five or so so there are several other human design episodes and I really encourage you to go on to a website called mybodygraph.com if you haven't yet and plug in your birth information. You're going to need your birth time to figure out your human design type. So I really hope you have done that already because I have had several episodes about human design already on the show, but um, today we have AC Brown, the human design coach, on to talk more about human design, but um, AC is actually also a spiritual guide and a psychic channel. So I pick her brain a little bit about that as well throughout the episode. But honestly, we talk about inner child healing throughout today's episode. And inner child healing has been one of the main pieces for me throughout my healing journey. And it's something that I integrate into my coaching and something that I guide my clients through as well. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. But before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that if you aren't on my mailing list yet, this is a really great reminder of just the importance of being on someone's like newsletter list or something like that, just because um, that's typically where you're going to get news first. So I announced something really exciting on Monday about a new offering that I am putting out into the world and now going to be offering to all of you. It's a small group coaching offering and I'm just so excited about it. It is called Back Home to You and 
basically I put out um, just a exclusive offer to my newsletter subscribers. And um, because it will be such a small group coaching program, um, I'm only going to be accepting about three to four of you ladies in these um, group coaching programs. So I am starting it off um, small. It will continue to be small, but I just wanted to offer it since it is the first time that I will be offering this program. I wanted to offer it as a dis- at a discounted rate. So if you responded to that email that I sent out on Monday, you would have received a response from me and I will be sending out more information really soon, but you are on the VIP list now. So you'll have first dibs to get access to this program for the discounted price. I'm just so excited. Um, More information to come soon for sure. But um, anyone who's on the VIP list as of right now is going to get all of those details before anyone else. And I'm recording this um, intro on Tuesday because my episodes come out on Wednesday. So I'm not going to share any more here. I just wanted to let you know that I do have a new offering out in the world and I'm so excited about it. If you are familiar with um, my previous group coaching program called Unbreakable Babe, which I had been offering for the past few years. It is um, basically my self-love transformation group coaching program. And that went so incredibly well over the past few years. But now that I am a certified spiritual coach and I'm also just offering this new group coaching program right now in celebration of my birthday. So it was my birthday on Saturday. I turned 29 and 28 was a really incredible year for me. And I want to kind of wrap up all of the things that really helped me heal and completely transform my life and come back home to myself. And I want to package that all up into this group coaching program and guide you through it as well, which is why I am releasing it when I chose to announce it to all of you. And so I will be sharing more details here probably next week, just so you guys know more about what it's about. And um, so you can stay tuned if you're feeling called to do some work like this with me as your guide, you can always jump on the newsletter. The easiest way to do that is megdoll.com slash love notes. And then you get a love note from me every Monday and also really exciting announcements like this before anyone else. So just so you guys know, there are definitely benefits to being on someone's newsletter. And I'm not one of those people that send you a newsletter a day. Um, I feel like that's really overwhelming. <laughs> so I send out a nice little one every Monday and I feel like that's a good rhythm for us all to be in. Just a little check-in, a little love note every Monday. So that's megdoll.com slash love notes. 
And that's all I have to let you guys know about this week. Like I said, I will be sharing more details in the coming weeks just so you can get more of an idea of what my Back Home to You group coaching is so you can join me in the upcoming groups. So let's head over to my chat with the beautiful and inspiring AC Brown. You guys are going to love this episode. Hey, AC, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, honestly, I just admire you so much. And I think I found you through Vanessa Henry on Instagram. And Vanessa has actually been on the show before. And we think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, we well, her and I are both manifestors. Right. So I was having her on to talk more about like what deconditioning is and how to use deconditioning and like what that looks like but then we ended up really geeking out on being manifestors so that's awesome and people were like what in the hell (laughs) (laughs) what are they talking about yeah exactly so I mean you and I are actually going to obviously talk about human design today And one of your favorite topics is about human design and the inner child or what? Yes. Yeah. I I have so many topics, but that's one of my favorite just because human design can help heal the inner child in such a huge way with you deconditioning and everything like that. And Oh, it's just it can be just a magical place of healing when you, you know, get to know your chart, when you worry, not worry, but when you think about this, the the different like things in it and most of your deconditioning will come from your centers. Um, So that's where because your centers hold a lot of they hold a lot of stuff. They can hold a lot of BS too with, you know, the way you were raised and the things that you were taught, concepts, ideas, self-worth, um, knowing yourself, all of that um, is within your center. So those are the things that you need to decondition from the most. Um, and probably the top three centers would be your Ajna, your spleen, and your emotional solar plexus um, because those are the three awareness centers. And so their awareness in the mind, awareness in the body, um, awareness within your uh, immune system. So those are the things that really can help you decondition from, especially if you have those centers open um, or, you know, just that would help you as well. Right. So you said the Ajna, the spleen, and, and the emotional solar plex. The solar plex. Okay. Those are the three awareness centers. Right. So those will have the most problems deconditioning from. Right. Um, but other area, other, you know, other centers also too, but those I think more, he- more heavily influenced because that entails your concepts, the way you think, um, your surroundings externally and then internally so it's about with being within your body and within your mind Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, inner child stuff. Anytime anyone brings up like inner child work, my ears perk up because it's been such a huge part of my healing journey um, for a while now. But especially within like the past year and a half, it's just been huge. Um, I went through a period of well, I didn't have my period for 12 years. So I had hypothalamic amenorrhea for 12 years and in 2018, I committed to getting my period back. And that whole journey, a lot of it had to do with really healing um, my inner child and those like childhood wounds, right? So when you suggested that you wanted to talk about this topic, I was like all about it. Well, that's good. Wow. Congratulations on that. How was that how did that feel? I know you went through a big emotional kind of awareness and self-worth, all of those things, because I can imagine you not having it during a lot of your formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you not being able to relate to people, not having that connection or that bond with other women that you should have had at a younger age and things like that. So I can just imagine how traumatic that might have been. And then when you got it, you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Now? Oh, it was seriously like the best day ever getting it back, you know, because it like took a lot of work to get to that point to get it back and yeah it was just so incredible so I'm really excited for you to teach everyone more about inner child work and but maybe before we like actually dive into things why don't you introduce yourself to everyone so they know who AC Brown is (laughs) No, that's fine. So I'm AC Brown. I'm a psychic channel. I'm a spiritual guide and I'm also an entrepreneur and I help people figure out where and why they belong. Um, And I do that by helping people change their mindset. And I do that through spiritual self-development, through human design, um, all sorts of things. And so that's how I'm here. (laughs) Um, But I've been doing this work on and off for over 10 years. So, and, you know, talking about inner child stuff, just with self-worth and things, people are always like, oh, AC, you know, I found you. I'm like, you have no idea. You might not have ever found me Um, because I had a fear of being on camera um, and showing my face to the internet. That was a big thing for me. And so a lot of people who are just like, oh my gosh, I love you. And, you know, I found you. You probably wouldn't know who I am if I didn't, clear that stuff up and take that leap, I would have been fine. Um, So just, you know, think about that when you start working on your inner child's wounds and you start dealing with those things. And a lot of the stuff that I dealt with, I learned from therapy. And I always tell people, go to therapy. Um, If not for yourself now, for your inner child, because Mm -hmm. the inner child is the little person inside of you that's struggling the most, that's dealing with the things the most that is, you know, holding you back the most in your current life or wherever you are in your spiritual self-development journey. Um, When people find me or other spiritual people, it's for a reason. You have to um, also honor that and know that you know, God, spirit, whatever you call them, is trying to push you to the next level. We are here for a purpose. 
we have our own destiny. We, we didn't just come here to go to work and buy material things. You're supposed to have a purpose. Your purpose is going to find you. And through that journey, I mean, if you want to really get down to the nitty gritty, you know, we come here, we choose this life. Um, we pick it. You know, you you're up there in the in the ether, just like, hmm, what do I want to learn this lifetime? What do I want to deal with in this lifetime? And then you pick a body, you pick a person, you pick a family, all of that stuff. And then here you are. And you have the goal is for you to learn it in this lifetime and to be the best version that you can possibly be. And sometimes it doesn't happen in this lifetime. And that's unfortunate, but that's the truth. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, but the when it can happen, it's a really great thing. And mm-hmm. when you allow it to happen, it's even better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could listen to what you said over and over again. I just, um, major shifts happened to me when I started like seeing life in that way, right? Like that we're here to really show up and like transform and like be our best selves and like show up as that best version of ourselves. So that's beautiful. So you said you actually started doing this work about like 10 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's so wild that, you know, we might have never found you if you didn't never. end up doing this work. So um, did the work actually start with human design for you? No. So I was like a self-help junkie since I was like 15 um, and buying all the books and the, you know, back then it was like people used to sell like, like big binders of like DVDs um, and you would buy DVDs of courses and stuff like that. And I would just devour them or try and go to seminars and all of that stuff. And then I was just like, hmm, I should be a life coach. And then I did that. And then I started life coaching. I got my certification in that and just in and out of doing that. I always knew that I was going to help people, but I just didn't know how. Um, And so I had to go through my own process and learn. And I've had several different businesses. And then I just always came back to this, um, just always. And then I've been in human design for about nine years. So about nine years ago, um, I had just moved to Maryland, to the Maryland, D.C. area. And I was at the time had a photography business and I was interning at a commercial photographer's place and the makeup artist, the resident makeup artist there, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm just found out my human design. I'm a manifesting generator and I'm this, I'm that. And so she started going over all of the stuff and I was just like, okay, it sounds like I'm a manifester because I'm a manifest because I manifest things. That's what I was thinking, correlating yeah. it with because, you know, the Abraham Hicks and the secret and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm a manifester. And then when I took the you know, put my information in. It was like, you're a projector. I was like, well, what the freak? I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a projector. What do you mean? And then I had a reading with um, someone who became my mentor. And I um, was just like, wow, I am a projector. <laughs> I was like, this makes all the sense in the world. And then 
at the time, my friend and I, we were going to go ahead and open up a human design coaching business. And so we brought all these courses, spent all this money, and we were going to get trained and certified and all this stuff. And then she was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was just like, oh, okay. We just spent thousands of dollars on these courses and things like that. And she's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And so I was just like, okay. So when she didn't want to do it, I was like, I'm not going to even be bothered. I'll just focus on my photography business. But through that, I was still working full time and had side stuff. And so I would just go over the things with people at my job, with friends and read their charts and th- stuff like that. And I was still coaching a little bit, but not completely. And I was just incorporating that. And then a few years later, probably what, like three or four years ago, I was just like, oh, let me just start putting it out there a little bit more. And so that's what I started doing. And here I am. And here you are doing such incredible work. Thank you. I love it. It took a long time to get here. Yeah. I, you know, for those listening, especially for your audience, um, and I talk about this a lot, you know, you got to let your purpose kind of find you. You have to start, have to take those steps and sort of trip along the way Mm -hmm. to end up somewhere. It's always not knowing is, you know, you don't have to know all the time. So sometimes you're just not going to know. Yeah. And you have to be open to that because we think, you know, when I was in my 20s, I'm like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire by the time I'm, you know, 30. And then I'm in my 30s now. And I'm just like, if I was a millionaire when I was like 28, I would be like on somebody's like reality show for like <laughs> being like an like I lost it all. I'm trying to reclaim my fame just because what I know now in my mid thirties to what I know back what I thought I knew back then is completely different. Mm-hmm. What I want is completely different. Who I want to love is completely different. Thank God. Like all of those things are just completely different. And my mindset is just completely different. That's why I almost sort of have a lot of empathy for childhood stars or people who get fame very quickly Mm -hmm. um, in that formative year of between the ages of 17 and like 25. Because when you're in that moment, you think that that's all there is to it, that that's it but you have so much more life to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't, we think, you know, everybody wants it now. Like I want it in my twenties or my early thirties, but you got to remember, you still have your forties and your fifties and your sixties to like live. So imagine being super duper famous at 25 and then not at all falling apart, but you not being famous that much. And then you're 32 and you feel lost and confused. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot, you know, so I have empathy for it, you know, stuff like that. Totally. Um, just while we're on the topic, have you ever tuned into the Taylor Swift documentary? I don't know if no, you- No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. She kind of like talks about that. So she's like 30 right now. And right. she said something along the lines of she feels like she's still the same age as she was when she first got famous. And she's like, yes. I feel like I'm just kind of trapped at that age. And then she was also kind of sharing her fears about how now she's 30. And she's like, OK, how am I going to keep this up throughout my 30s? Right. Yeah. And you 
you can't. And I mean, that's the same thing with a lot of, you know, I think Dr. Phil probably said it, this is years ago. And he said that, um, would usually like traumatic experiences that happen to us or in fame can be traumatic as well mm-hmm. at it. You we get stuck at that age. So, you know, something, some, sometimes we can get stuck at that age. So for her, absolutely. Cause she, she got famous when she was what, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. That's 15 whole years of really not being in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you're a product, you know, you are, you know, you have a job. Like it's, that's a lot. I want to circle back to what you were saying. So did you say that if you experience trauma it's not just like celebrities but like we can actually get stuck at that point wow I think it was Dr. Phil or someone or Jan LeVanzant one of them when they were you know I don't know if you're young old enough to remember but Oprah pretty much introduced Jan LeVanzant Dr. Phil Dr. Oz Mm -hmm. Susie Orman to the world through her Oprah Winfrey show she used to have like kind of they used to each have a day (laughs) before Mm -hmm. they got famous and got their own shows. Um, And Dr. Phil had said something like that. When something traumatic happens, you get stuck at that um, age kind of emotionally. Um, And it can be, it can show up a lot of ways. So if something tragic happened to you when you were 12 or when you were 15, emotionally, you get stuck there. So, and it can be, you know, any type of trauma. And like I said, why I said fame is trauma not in a bad way, but just using the Taylor Swift example, mm-hmm. she was literally just imagine being picked up as a kid and thrown, you know, almost, I don't want to say, let's just use the terminology kidnapped and having to go work. And so she doesn't have school anymore. She doesn't get to go to the prom. She doesn't get to experience stuff in high school. She doesn't go to college. She doesn't have all of these experiences. She just totally skips all of that. So when something traumatic happens to you, let's say at 13, and then you just almost, your your emotional body almost skips everything. And you're stuck at this place of it happening to you. And so... You just, you skip everything. So it's almost like you're almost subconsciously numb emotionally to what happened. So then it's like finding your way back to yourself, you know, when you start doing that work, when you start doing therapy, when you start getting coaching, all of that stuff, you're like, you're almost finding your way back to filling those missing pieces. And that can be a lot of work because it can be a lot could be a lot of years in between there. So Taylor Swift's going to have a lot of stuff to deal with because she has a 15 year chunk that, I mean, let's look at Britney Spears. Same thing when she had a breakdown, you know, when she's shaving her head and stuff, she missed a huge chunk of her emotional development. Because number one, you imagine, you know, having, yes, she has money, but imagine having people around you that never tell you no. Mm-hmm. So then when you're in a certain age and then you're like, wait, somebody's telling me no, <gasps> how dare they? And then, but she, in actuality, that's what happens in the real world. People say no to you. People don't do the things that you want to do. So that's a lot of psychological stuff that you have to deal with. Totally. And some people are not prepared for that. And that's why sometimes you do see celebrity, you know, child stars who 
break down as they get older and who are just totally like out there because they're missing a huge piece of emotional and spiritual development that they weren't allowed. Not, I wouldn't say allowed. They just didn't have the time to have. Mm-hmm. But that happens also too with us being, you know, non-celebrities. Sometimes you get thrust into things where you have a tra- traumatic experience and then you don't have time to feel because you have to move on. You have to go through life. And then when you finally realize like, wait, something's wrong, then you start going to therapy or you get coached or whatever. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I have to fix all of this and go and and learn it again. Relearn. Right. So a good percentage of the women listening to my podcast has experienced eating disorders or disordered eating. And something that's really interesting about like an eating disorder is it's typically triggered by a trauma of some type, right? But then an eating disorder is actually a trauma in and of itself too, right? Right, because the trauma triggers you and then the eating is the only thing you can control. Mm-hmm. So you get gain the disorder and then now you have another trauma. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's, a, I think when we talk about, especially your audience who have are dealing with and suffering from that, they need to know that it's going to suck getting through the pain, getting through healing and dealing with this stuff. But the, there's, brighter days are ahead if you just stick it out a lot of people don't want to stick it out because we get so used to and so comfortable just accepting what is and Mm -hmm. you don't have to accept what is you can change that right and it's going to be even better than what is right so it will be but if you're willing to do the work because what happens is that i think we like to we almost like to how can i put this we almost like to we almost like to suffer inflict suffering on ourselves because we're used to it so for instance when you think about your mindset and you think about like let's use money because that's the easiest thing to use and you're like oh I'm always going to be broke kind of thing okay you can literally change your mindset and say that's not true. I'm not always going to be broke. But sometimes we get so comfortable in that mindset of, oh, I'm always going to be broke. Things don't always happen for me. And then you can just change it and say, you know what? This is a temporary situation. I'm going to work towards not being broke. That's a whole different thing. Now, the same stuff might be happening around you. You might have late notices. You might be behind in your credit card bills, all of that stuff. But that one mindset change of this is temporary. I'm going to work towards not being here again changes the game Mm -hmm. it changes it and you feel differently and then therefore you start attracting more opportunities you start doing better things with your money you start budgeting because you're like hey wait this is temporary instead of staying in the place of i'm always going to be broke you're like nope this is temporary i'm going to fix this and it can be done and so that's really what you have what has to be done is you got to change your mindset it's so important trust me i struggle with it all the time still too But when you change your mindset, it changes everything Mm -hmm. because things seem more attainable. So when you do suffer from an eating disorder or some type of, you know, disorder, you have to know that it will get better. Yes, it might be hard to see it in the moment when you're struggling and when you're sitting down and you're at that plate and you're contemplating and you're counting and all of that stuff. 
you gotta just say, you know what, let me take this one meal at a time. Mm -hmm. What am I going to focus on? Then tomorrow it'll get better. What am I going to take this one thing at a time? Then tomorrow will get better. It's not going to be super cupcakes and rainbows every day, but you can make that a goal to have one cupcake and rainbow moment every day. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more with you. Like, it really mindset is everything. And as soon as we make that like conscious decision to shift our mindset, things really do start changing for us. So I kind of want to like circle back to you and that obstacle that like you overcame. You said like you you had a really hard time like showing your face on social media and on camera yeah, on, social, yeah? on social media period yeah. I would not at all if you could say if I could get rich and famous without showing my face two and a half three years ago I'd be like yes sign me up I don't want to do it because I was afraid if people were going to judge me if people were going to you know just all sorts of things if people would like me if people would if I, I would resonate well with people all of that stuff and I tell people I even tell my coaching clients who are afraid to go live on Instagram I'm like do you realize you would not even be coaching with me if I hadn't gone live if I did not start showing up yeah. you would know you would not resonate with me you would not say oh I want to work with her oh I like her but I had to take that chance and I was scared as hell I was so scared. I mean, anxiety, just like sweating bullets. And that's how I started going live. Well, not live, but well, live too, but just talking in my stories because I was like, well, at least they're gone in 24 hours. So that was a comfort for me. Mm-hmm. That, and that became a crutch. I was like, well, I'm just going to go stories, stories. And then when I started doing lives, um, I was just like, Lisa's is gone in 24 hours. Yay. And so that was a comfort, you know, and then of course, Instagram changed. And of course I got, you know, used to it and liking it. And then that's why I started my YouTube channel. Cause that was yeah. a big thing. I've always wanted to start one, but I was afraid cause I'm like, it's permanent on there. Like I literally would have to delete the videos. And so I took that chance. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I mean, it's going to grow as I, I just haven't had time to do videos lately, but I love it um, because also too, I had positioned myself just in certain things that I've done to be behind the scenes. Um, I went to school. Well, one of the things that I, many things I went to school for, but was for TV and film production. Mm. And my goal was to be a screenwriter and a producer and that's behind the scenes. But then I wanted to do acting as well, which I spent two years in acting school but acting was very different. I could act if you gave me a script and put me on camera. I'm fine with that because I'm not being myself. I'm playing a character. So that was way easier. It was just like, oh, sure. I used to do plays, all of that, but I wasn't me. So it was so much easier to show up and just be somebody else. And so that was kind of a crutch as well. And so I had to get, I was so afraid to be myself on camera. So that was something that I had to, you know, deal with and heal from. Yeah. And then here I am. That's amazing. So did that, I'm assuming that involved like inner child work for you then? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm sure there's like everyone listening to this right now is resonating with what you're saying in some capacity. Right. And 
if someone like wanted and was ready to start doing that inner child work, like what does that look like? And does it like tie into your human design too? Like, are they related? How can they relate to each other? It is related human design wise. Um, So for me, be, you know, dealing with my inner child stuff, which is the being seen, I'm a projector. We're supposed to be seen. We're supposed to be recognized. So that is where I struggled at is being seen and dealing with that. You know, other aura types, like you're a manifester. You might struggle with speaking up, speaking your voice, all of that stuff, because you're supposed to do that. So even within the aura types and outside of them, where you struggle at the most currently in your life is that's what you need to heal from inner child wise. So if it is about being seen or speaking up for yourself or creating boundaries, you have to do that. You know, a lot of people sometimes don't have, you know, their boundaries are hard to, you know, create because they're used to people taking advantage of them and stuff like that. And so creating those boundaries are are challenging. So wherever you're struggling at trying to bring forth in this current time in your life, that's where the inner, you have to figure out and pinpoint where that happened to you in your childhood. So for you being a manifesto, where were you shut down at when you tried to speak up? Where, you know, when you just tried to do stuff and create, where did they, where did people stop you at? Where was, where was that time frame? And then you can work backwards from there. Mm, that's so good. I know I've done like, I really have thought about this before, like the whole creation type thing, because I mean, I do a lot of creating now, but for so many years of my life, I really tried to push that part of me away. Like I, I've always been like, so naturally creative. And, um, then I started like pushing that part of me away and, I was over the past like year and a half, I was able to identify when I started doing that and why. And that was a game changer for me. So like I said, growing up, I was like always like writing books. Like I was writing Mm -hmm. all these stories and it was like a dream of mine to like be this author someday. And then my parents, like they were super supportive, but they would say I was like their artsy fartsy girl. Right. And I hated that so much. I hated being the artsy fartsy girl. And I wanted to be like, cool and athletic like all of my other cousins and friends Uh right so I started really like I'm like no I'm not the artsy fartsy person anymore and I like really started to push that part away like that piece of me away and just even bringing awareness to that was really helpful to me no, that's good. And there's nothing wrong with being artsy fartsy. No, I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. And and that's the thing. It's about self-awareness and it's about, it's about just knowing what you want to accomplish, how you want to accomplish it and being cognizant of that it can be done. Um, and not giving up on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you desire that we want in life, you can have it. It's just about getting past your mental bullshit to get it. Yes, girl. Yes, yeah. totally. You know, that's, that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah. The mental stuff. And okay, so I want to talk about like what you do and 
how you help your clients because you kind of touched on it before. So you said you help people like understand like why they're here, right? Yes. And kind of like how to go about their life. So I help people figure out where and why they belong. And it's because I've always struggled with figuring out where and why I belong. So most of the time your purpose is is it lies where you struggle at the most, but you have to, you have to give yourself and the universe room to allow that, to bring it to you, but it will always be tied to that. And so, yes, figure, helping people figure out where and why they belong um, is because we all are searching for meaning um, outside of ourselves, meaning within ourselves. And like I said, you choose this life. So you're not meant to just go to work and that's it. Yes, you can have a job and you can have a career, but even in corporate America, when you have a career, your purpose might be the HR executive who helps people. You know, I'm the person who puts people in the right positions that could be part of your purpose. Right. Or if you are a supervisor somewhere and you are really good at getting team things done, that can be part of your purpose. Um, but, you know, figuring out where and why you belong is so close to me and why that's why I help people is it's just a process of saying, okay, these are the tools that you have along with, you know, all of the other stuff that you think is bad that happened to you in your life, clearing that up, getting really clear and saying, okay, these are my gifts that I have. How can I use them where I am in life right now? How can I use them to take my life to the next level in the next 60 days, in the next six months? What do I want my life to look like? And so helping people figure out the where and the why, um, it's a process. It's totally intuitive. It's totally spirit led. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because spirit always wants to take you where you don't want to go. And that's what most of the time we're afraid of. And so me as a psychic channel and being that conduit, I help people figure that out and go that direction. Incredible. Can you tell me more about being a psychic channel? Sure. I mean, it's a pain in the ass (laughs) sometimes Um, because for so long I judged it and I thought it was supposed to look like something else, but everyone's spiritual gift looks like something different for them. So for me, um, I'm mostly clairaudient and clairvoyant. Um, and I have a little claircognizant too, but those are probably my top three. And I, you know, I've been psychic since I was a kid. Um, and we don't, I mean, in the black community, a lot of people from the South say it's, you know, Oh, she has the gift. They don't mean like say it out loud. Uh, um, and okay. so it's kind of like a underlined, like, oh, she has the gift. You know, you'll hear that a lot in the black community. And it's just one of those things that, you know, a lot of, you know, having it is just, it's very, it's almost like an underlying kind of thing. Like people know, and that we just don't talk about it because, you know, so many of us do have the gift as you, you know, as we say in the black community. And um, so for me, it wasn't odd or anything like that. I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared or wasn't ready to out myself. So it was mostly me hiding back from it. Wow. So, and I did that for years and then, you know, spirit is going to troll you and they just do. And so it was just like, okay, 
let me start here. And then, you know, I started doing more readings and things like that and just started being more open with it and just coming to terms with it. And that's really how I'm here now. I mean, trust me, my development is not where spirit probably wants it to be, you know, but that's on me because I don't, I don't want to deal with all of that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't want to deal with all of that stuff. Yeah, that's so interesting. Oh my gosh, I love it. So fascinating. I can like, honestly, I would love to just like pick your brain all day. You're so cool. And also something that I just need to point out. So you do like weekly aura readings over on Instagram. Well, I call them Sunday sessions. Okay. I just do a, well, I do the, well, I do, I know what you're talking about, but I do the Sunday sessions on Sundays on Instagram where I just do come and give like a spiritual lesson that I have channels for my guides. And then I also do um, just the weekly channel where I just channel for each aura type and just put that up there. So those are the two main things I do on my Instagram. Okay. Other stuff. And like, I mean, since I'm a manifester, I can't speak about the other aura types, (laughs) but like, you don't care. (laughs) You're like, I don't care about the other. (laughs) Actually, what's really cool is I have friends of all types like my best friend is yeah my best friend's a reflector and then I have several really close projector friends nice yeah and then I mean I also have really close generator and manifesting generator friends too it's really interesting yeah like so I know each type so I'm always like sending over your readings like to all of my different type of friends you know um but what I was gonna say is like your manifester posts are always so on point oh well thank my god like, I yeah so. so it's like that's like where you are using yeah. yeah that's like one of the ways that you're using that ability of yours yeah that's Absolutely. so cool. I just get a download and call it a day and type it up. And you call it a day, but it's just like <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Honestly, AC, you are just absolutely fascinating. And you're doing so many things, right? So you have your Instagram account, which you pour so much content into. Um, you have a YouTube channel, which is yeah. awesome. And you said you're like... And my, and my podcast and your podcast yeah get back on it <laughs> but you have you're part of two podcasts you have your podcast yes. and, and then, then so yes the together podcast now with other human design colleagues of mine yeah so, so are you having fun with that podcast is oh, it cool absolutely because yeah. it's like a little girl group yeah I listen <laughs> to it we just talk and stuff like that and so it's just it it is a very we've been working on this for a while so yeah. we finally like put it out into the world um but it's very fun it's it's nice it's a little human design view <laughs> I love it so much view for human design yeah I really love it okay so if um, I'll have everything linked up in our show notes to um, all of your resources and offerings and things like that. But um, if someone wants to follow you real quick as they're listening to the show, where can they find you on Instagram? 
at AC Brown. That's Perfect. The place. Yes. And definitely, I'm sure with like all of the human design podcast episodes that I've had so far, um, I'm sure everyone knows their human design type. But um, a couple last questions for you, actually. So would healing the inner child look different um, based on your human design type? I mean, it's going to look different for everyone. It's going to look different just on your chart. Okay. Not on your type, mostly on your chart. Okay. Mostly on your chart. And probably showing up more where like the energy centers are undefined. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, That's great. So for you as a projector, where was your showing up the most? Probably. I would say probably within my G center, which is your identity center um, and my ego center, which is about self-worth. That's Mm. probably where the most. Okay. Um, but um, the ego center, especially when I was younger, in my teens and my twenties, just trying to figure out um, who am I, why am I, you know, where am I going with my life, what's my life's purpose, like all of those things, probably the most in my formative years. But then I learned how to surrender and just allow things to like to flow and just amazing. Try things and just go with the flow. Awesome is. What's your authority? Mine is emotional. Oh, okay. So an emotional inner authority. An emotional projector. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Emotional. <laughs> and now, th- and I know you thought originally you were a manifester, but yes. Do you love being uh-huh. a projector now? <laughs> yes and no. Um, but yes, ninety percent yes, ten percent no. What's the 10%? The 10% is just when I, just the doing stuff. Um, I wish I had the energy to do more. That's probably the only thing. So that's the 10%, just being able to have that energy to like work, 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 work. Like a generator. Yes. And just operate in the generator. Oh my gosh. My boyfriend's a generator. A week as a generator. Oh my gosh. I get so much done. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I've like really had to educate Scott on how I cannot like go, 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 go like he can. Just like one week, one week as (laughs) if I could just do one week a month as a generator. Oh, my soul. It's just like like it's trying to get just things done, but that's not going to happen. So. It's just not I love it. But clearly you work a lot with all of your projects and stuff. Yes, I do. But <laughs> sometimes I'm just like so beaten. Like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. Got to take care of yourself, girl. But I know yes, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 OK. One last question, sweetheart. And I ask all of my guests, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Ooh, that means... Oh, it means getting up even when you don't feel like it. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. So on those days when you don't feel like it and you want to stop, it means to keep going. Beautiful. Yeah. And that really does like reflect some of our conversation before too, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome You're back so anytime. Welcome. I love I you. Love you. Yeah. Oh, love You'll you. be back. <laughs>